All of us are fortunate to have this opportunity today to meet and practice our mystical work. We are guided here by our nature and by nature herself. It is an illusion that we are separate from nature. And with a little introspection, we can know this to be true. There is an interest that comes from within us. And here we are following that interest. It is in our makeup to do this. And we are therefore following the impulse of nature herself. Indeed, the book of nature reveals herself to us in hidden ways, and we often miss the subtlety of her calling. But she has called all of us here at this moment. Our mystic heritage exists because we feel this calling, yet cannot identify it. Mysticism is the practice of searching for the promise behind this calling. That we are more than what we perceive from our physical senses and that we are directly linked to nature and to our creator. Our inner self knows that we live within the pages of the book of nature and within those pages exist chapters of the book of humanity, a book of us. Our Rosicrucian studies bring forth centuries of inner inquiry to us. For those who hear the promise from within and can no longer suppress their desire to search, AMWARC is a strong foundation and a guiding force for self-discovery, maintaining the knowledge of our masters of the past. Within AMWARC, the light of knowledge shines towards removing the misconceptions of life through symbolism and gradually advancing degrees of study. The sixth degree of AMWARC is focused on health and healing, which at first glance may imply that it is largely focused upon a study of the human physical body. This is true to a degree we know that our bodies require proper nutrition, water, rest, and exercise. And there are details and exercises to show why this is so in this degree. Without these elements in proper proportions, we can suffer physically, mentally, emotionally, and even spiritually. As we proceed deeper into this degree, however, it becomes obvious that our health is intimately linked not only to material elements, but also to a spiritual element that gives animation to all things. Note the prayer that we learn in our teachings that we can use before meals. While holding our hands above the food, we state, God of my heart, God of my realization, Grant that this food may be purified and magnetized by the spiritual vibrations emanating from my hands. And that it will satisfy the needs of my body and soul. May all those who are hungry participate in this meal and share spiritually with me the benefits I shall gain from it. Our overall wellness is interdependent with nature. 
and through focused exercises, we can redirect our will and our thoughts to attune with the balance of nature. Note that we don't say attune only our bodies to nature. We speak of attuning our entire being with the harmony that exists in nature. The nature of us as human beings is ultimately spiritual and linked to creation and our creator in a very special way, as expressed by this quote from one of our monographs. On the spiritual plane, cosmic harmony manifests in an illumination of the consciousness and the wisdom that follows from it. On the emotional plane, by a feeling of peace profound and love for all creation. On the intellectual plane, by an acquisition of an inspired reasoning and a strong ability to resolve problems. And on the physical plane, by good health and great reserves of energy. We also find suggestions of the omnipresence of God's hand connecting us to nature in many other ancient writings. As an example, we find these words in the book of Job in the Bible. But ask the animals and they will teach you, or the birds in the sky, and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. Or let the fish in the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? In his hand is the life of every creature and the breath of all mankind. Hearing the voice of nature, uh, I don't think we need that slide just yet. Hearing the voice of nature requires that we look past our mortal expectations and objective thoughts in the same manner that we hear that sweet, small voice of our inner self. Open yourself now to your nature and to mother nature. Your autonomic nervous system is finely tuned to the nature of this universe. And this attunement, hidden to your objective consciousness, keeps your body functioning. Thus, without knowing it, you are guided by that nature which exists everywhere. If we can refocus our objective thinking towards our oneness with nature, our thoughts can be illumined by her. Together, we will work towards this refocusing as we explore the real and the unreal along the pages of the Book of Nature. Take a moment now and think of nature. What comes to your mind's eye? If you want to travel to a tranquil place in your mind, where do you travel to in your mind?
most often when we search for peace, we direct our consciousness towards the natural world. We hear her speak through flowing waters, falling rains, animal calls, and the rustling of vegetation. We accept her earthly fragrances from the vegetation, and our soul finds comfort dwelling in her arms. All around you and within you are the whisperings of the Book of Nature. Yet recognizing her approach perhaps requires us to listen to her language. Allow the remainder of this presentation to flow to you in nature's language. Listen intently to the inspirations that occur inside of you and capture, hold on to you and keep with you any subtle cosmic insight that emerges. None of us can remember an entire presentation and much of what will be said will gradually slip away from us. Within this work, there will be nuggets of truth that ring true to your mind. These nuggets are nature's way of guiding you to her pages. Keep them on hallowed ground. These impressions may come to you even after this presentation is over. Let them open to you in their own time. We live and breathe and function within the books, the pages of the book of nature, and our desire is inseparable from her. What desire, you ask? It is a pure desire deep within us that we share with nature. She calls us when we search for solace and comfort. When we close our eyes looking for a place of rest, she appears to us and embraces us. For her desire is for us to observe her, to be with her, to experience her. That is her desire. Even when you examine yourself, you find that you are examining nature. This is the language that may open our hearts through a deep understanding from the source that we share with all things. When we express the words, the book of nature and the book of humanity, we can certainly look at them as word symbolism a way of chronicling our actions and our relationship to our environment. They can be micro, such as our own conscious world, and they can also be macro, such as the story of all of humankind and its relationship to all things. Rarely, however, do we grasp the actuality behind such a grand symbol. While symbols are meant to be a representation of something else, they can also be real, even those that may be invisible to our material perceptions. So how might our journey through the pages of the book of nature be real? We each have a story and a history that sprang from somewhere at some point in time. 
There is also a story of nature that surrounds us, that gives us this place to abide within during our conscious voyage. We know nature created our abode here on earth long before humanity came unto her. And within her were created the conditions that allow us to be as incarnated souls. Our living functions, therefore, depend upon her. Our human consciousness can recognize that we are functioning with her, even though our worldly thoughts live with the illusion of separateness. There is a structure to the universe that we find ourselves in, and there are laws that govern our place within this universe. These laws are measurable and create a foundation for us to work and evolve within. In other words, it is like we are all bound in a book with pages connected one to the other and a cover that gives rise to an idea of our story within it. We get to write this story within these pages. Now, that is a symbolic statement. But who can say that it is not also a very real statement? We are writing this story during every moment that we enjoy our breaths during this great privilege of life. Not only our waking moments, but also during our unconscious moments, within our hopes, dreams, and aspirations, our imaginings, our creations. We write upon these pages with our deeds. We write with our words. And yes, we write with our thoughts. We write in the book of humanity all within that creation of the book of nature. You are writing right now. Take just a moment. Inhale deeply and relax. Upon the book of nature, what are you writing right now? From what place are your thoughts, words, and deeds emanating? You are here with others of like mind. All of us together are writing the pages of this hour and our thoughts will spring forth from here and continue our writing. Relax now and experience nature in your mind. Just simply attune with nature and remain open to impressions that may come to you. There is no rush. Relax and commune for just a moment.
perhaps eventually we will together as humanity complete the book of the evolution of humanity through nature. May we each understand that our contribution influences the outcome of this book and of nature. May we find our center that will touch our hearts and touch the hearts of all humanity, that we might grow only in the greatest impersonal love for one another and for creation. The traditional Martinist order also guides students through the book of nature, recognizing that it is always becoming its pages guide humanity even as humanity writes upon it. It represents a path for men and women of desire to a recognition and to recognize that that beyond our physical senses. For this, it is not necessary to amass intellectual knowledge because to progress on the path of reintegration, we follow the dictates of our hearts. We read the voice that nature speaks, and we interpret impressions from that spiritual place within us. It is the way to recognize our connection with nature and that holy desire beyond that which we see. When we are inspired by beauty and holiness, we stop reflect and give thanks towards this element of our existence. This method allows us to grow from within and project outward into the material realm and understanding of that impulse, the flow of divine integration that gives rise to all things. From Louis-Claude de Saint-Martin, Nature is the true horn of plenty for your present state. It is, in effect, the meeting point of all created virtues. Thus, all these divine virtues, ordained by the great principle so as to cooperate in our rehabilitation, are always in existence around us. Divine wisdom has sown the symbols of its virtues all around us that we may learn to benefit from them. Thus, nature constitutes an endless source of knowledge for the initiate. Let us contemplate this now in the poetic words of nature. Next slide, please. Let us be alone with the divine for a while. Upon a breath of fresh air that dances through leaves. Upon that brisk calling that flows around, clearing skies to bright blue. Touch us with your refrain carry us aloft to meet you. 
Our silent tarry evokes your presence through calm's sweet doors. Songs from nowhere sound adoring chimes into your silence. The animals are hushed. Forward they come to receive you. As day blinks to clear her eyes, to salute your coveting hands, a flowing fountain of fauna welcomes your guiding goodness. Let us be alone with the divine for a while, whence the hours find their beginning and thoughts find their reason. Embracing all senses with life that we might quiet them to hear the voice that creates, that lives beyond our living, that holds our hand as we ponder in an endless search for you. Yes, with tangled hearts we draw near, and as your affection comes forth, we hear your smile, and contentment touches our being. There is a desire to existence. If there were no desire, there would be nothing. When we observe nature, we can see her pure desire calling us to observe the divine within her. We feel this desire and are drawn to it. As human beings, there are levels of desire in all of us, and these levels drive us to achieve things, to create, to continue to be. Each of us has an ego to guide us through this plane of consciousness related to our name and our material world. The desires of the ego are necessary for our survival, for protection, food, procreation. These are powerful driving forces in life, and we can misread these desires and be blinded by ambition, lust, and the need to dominate. Above this is a subjective form of desire, a desire to enjoy the arts, to be happy and inspired, to do well and be recognized. Above this is a spiritual desire, it focuses around the desire to assist others, to love, to assist humanity to grow in a positive direction, to commune with nature <clears throat> and give reverence to a higher power. There may yet be another level of desire and it is perhaps the most difficult level for the human ability to comprehend. It is noticeable, however, everywhere and that is the desire of creation itself to be. We see this desire manifest everywhere in nature. Nature creates and gives and shares regardless of what our personal creations might be. This pure desire is oblivious to our material weaknesses. 
A beautiful sunrise is there for all conscious creatures. A morning breeze will welcome any personality. The lapping waves upon a shoreline greets mother and child, the strong and the weak. Truly, nature shows us impersonality and a guidance towards the greatness that we might become. <clears throat> this guidance manifests in its own way. Years ago, AMORC members enjoyed a mystical journey to Greece. It was magical to travel to those areas of the great philosophers and sages we studied in our fifth degree monographs. These soul personalities found a way to capture their inner inspirations and present them to the world to form a structure within societies that might more closely follow and flow with nature. A highlight of the trip was our sojourn into Delphi. Many of us are familiar with the words, above the portal of the temple of Apollo at Delphi in ancient Greece was inscribed the injunction, know thyself. What a privilege it was to stand upon that very ground where this temple once existed and where the great mystics maintained that thread of teachings to pass on to us that we might continue the work of unfolding nature's secrets to the eyes of an unawakening or awakening humanity. Bring yourselves to this place now in your mind's eye. Together, we are contemplating this place of reverence. The sun shines through scattered clouds and a soft wind blows, giving voice to nature. As our group stands upon a mound there, we are implored to be silent and to open our hearts that inspiration might come to us. A question arises. What would our world be like if the mystery schools never existed. In our silence, we hear the rustling of nature around us and our thoughts recognize and speak to the wind, bringing these ancient memories to us. Spirit spoke and you began, our journey befallen unto your gentle hands. Your gesture commenced our eternal quest. We are bound to you in this holy test. With us you amass upon this sacred ground, your desire whistling through field and mound the trees, they welcome your familiar note. Memories so distant, yet upon you they float. The clouds, you move them here and there to cast a shadow and stir the air. With whistled tones upon our brow, 
you give voice to the land even then as now. As you wander past, those creatures near take notice and speak that you are here. You build your link to express and declare that you dwell in the bosom of earth and air. You harbor that breath that sparks into life, a subtle inhale of invisible might. Our thoughts are sown to your winged flight. With you we drift to our master's light. Frauders and sorors, our connections with our world during our human experience are many. And it is worth our time to recognize that we are unveiling these connections through our mystical work. And therefore, through our mystically evolving thoughts, every single moment we turn our gaze inward. There you find a holy peace a holy wonder, for we look towards our creator and the beauty of divine creation. Outside, we can allow life to tumble before us, fleeting with every moment towards the end of our terrestrial existence. Yet when we pause and reflect, we can touch a grand connection that is visible and invisible, that sustains us guides us and inspires us to move forward. We can tap into this connection and ride it towards our cosmic origins in communion with the mystics of the past and within the embracing arms of nature. A key, our mission, is to transform our thoughts, to recognize through thought that we are blind to an invisible reality of the greatness of our role in all that is. From the moment of our first breath, we autonomously attach to nature. We are one with her. As our ego develops, we attach to other people and their ways of thinking and doing as well as to other surroundings that we find ourselves in. This ego connection then advances in many directions as we travel within the forest of errors that we create. Upon this mystical path that we have chosen, however, we can build an ability to recognize our connectedness. And as this sense grows, we can feel the tug of humanity upon us from time to time and assist humanity with that which we find within. When you feel this tug, strive to commune with nature. Allow her pure desire to guide you to that same pure desire that is deep within you. Our separateness is an illusion. And as this illusion becomes clearer, we recognize in others that our differences 
our similarities, all the things that make us human are all a part of ourselves bound together with nature. We share these traits as together we move and grow towards the absolute love that all of us are seeking. Brothers and sorors, imagine what a conscious merging with the pure will of nature would be like. A pure peace, an imperturbability to the seeming difficulties of life. We hear the word silence and we think of a condition of no sound. Mystical silence has an entirely different meaning. It is a state we achieve wherein we are open and receptive to the mystical inspiration of the cosmic mind. Jacob Bohm stated, the creator is nothing and everything and is one will in which lies the whole world and all of creation. In the divine, all is eternal. The creator is neither light nor darkness, but the eternal oneness. In the mystical silence, there is absolute nothingness and at its center is expressionless, infinite love. Within this core of absolute splendor and goodness, rose a pure desire for expression and reflection of this pureness so that a recognition of infinite beauty could manifest. We are this pure desire. And this is written in the pages of the book of nature. We are here to recognize and translate these pages. We are holy beings and we are connected to one another and to all that is through that original spark of being. Through consciousness, we ignite that spark and bring that light forth here on earth so that the invisible spirit of love and splendor may move upon the waters and spread out across the cosmos in consciousness. It is in this way that our connection makes its way back to our creator. We are privileged to be the witness. What a wondrous being we each are. We are meant to be imperturbable. Peace is a word that we fathom could be, yet in all of nature, we see a tug of war to survive. When hunger bites, the lion hunts. Its prey must flee and the vultures stand watch. Yet when contentment comes, all of these beasts rest. They are driven by nature to fulfill their carnal desires. We as human beings see this and we can conceptualize a peaceful existence and most of us have a desire to fulfill this dream. 
Yet we look at our world and the world does not always seem to smile back. We see droughts in our world where thirst overcomes all. We see monsoons and floods overwhelm all around them. We see tumultuous times and on and on. Yet between all this, consciousness and our desire to be better continues. So where is peace? Does this world recognize it? Or is it only to be found in the mind of humanity? Perhaps it is us, only humanity that dreams of it. Perhaps it is only humanity that can create it within the pages of the book of nature. So you must answer. This promise of peace exists because deep inside of you resides that pure will, that pure love, and that imperturbable peace found in the voice of nature. Nature shows you the way and through our observation, we can consciously recognize that we are nature. We are that pure will, and we can reveal this pureness to this conscious world. Only you can bring this peace forward that is within you. To close this discourse, please relax and enjoy some nice, neutral breaths, breathing in and out at your own rhythm. Enjoy these calm rhythms. You have nowhere else to be at this moment but here with yourself and your thoughts. Recognize the divine desire that keeps you alive, your breath. The vital life force within you is selfless and all pervasive. Welcome to Alltech Lansing. That vital life force is God's pure love. As you release any negative thought or emotion, Ensconce yourself in this moment, in this breath, in this love, and emerge within the envelope of our divine creator.
as you breathe, recognize that each breath is holy. The act of breathing is indeed a love song for humanity. Trotters and sorors, there is a bridge that will connect you to your nature. That bridge is your practice of mysticism. This practice will blend science and spirituality in your mind to the poetic loving essence of mother nature. May you continue your mystical work and may your inner ears always guide you to her calling. Thank you, Fathers and Sororities.